1: Welcome to The Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with The Good News, here's Angie.
2: Hey there, friend. Angie Austin here with The Good News. Thanks for joining us. We are going to be talking to the authors of Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. And the authors are Bill and Pam Farrell. Oh, I love it that at the bottom of the book it says understanding and delighting in your differences. Oftentimes we don't delight in uh, our differences. Welcome, Pam (laughs)
3: <laughs> Hi, it's great to be with you. I have my waffle man here, Bill. Right here. Right, Angie.
2: <laughs> Welcome, Bill. All right. So um, one of you give me kind of an overview of the book.
3: You know, it's really a fun uh, look at the differences between men and women. Um, we like, for example, women, um, are like spaghetti that means that when we everything in our life is tied together there's more connections in our brain on the two hemispheres and so we do um, connect everything to everything else so um, if I am you know talking to Bill it would sound a little bit like
0: uh, hey, hey, Pam, I mean, hey, hey, Bill, how's your truck running? You know, I thought about your truck today because I passed by your favorite truck store because I on my way to, buy, to go buy a new outfit because I found this outfit that I knew was going to look really good on me because it was my color. Because last year we learned all about what colors look good on you and what colors don't look good on you. And I discovered I was kind of a spring palette. And so I found this outfit that I knew was going to look really good on me. And and I I was going to surprise you with it because I love it when you go like, hey, baby, you look really good in that. And when I know I look good, I'm more confident. And when I'm more confident, I think better. And when I think better, I make better decisions. And that makes me easier to live with. And you know what? It was the same color that the queen wore at Meghan Markle's wedding. I think that's really funny, like the Queen and and myself, we have the same color palette. But like I know you don't really care about all that, Like, but I know you're in the sports, right? So you remember the Olympics with the German uh, skating team that had those black outfits with the big blue stripe? Well, that blue stripe is my color, so I look really good in that. And I thought that that, you know, it was so sad that... That, that team that had the three ladies that were taking turns leading the race, and at the very end, one of them just fell down, and she crossed the finish line, but she fell down after four years of training. I thought that was so sad, and it reminded me that a lot of our friends have been falling down in their life. So do you think we could just stop and pray for a moment for our friends?
3: Woo! We integrate our thinking, <laughs> um, which is very different than how men think. When men compartmentalize, they think of one thing and one thing only at a time. And right, so, so, It looks
0: like the top of a waffle. Bunch of boxes, uh, all those boxes are separated from one another by walls. And the way we as men operate is the first issue in life goes in the first box, second issue goes in the second box, third issue goes in the third box, and so on. And we as men, we spend time in one box at a time and one box only. So when a man is at work, he is at work. When a man is doing yard work, he's doing yard work. When a man's watching TV, he's watching TV. And as men mature, we do jump boxes faster than we used to, so we kind of look like we're multitasking, but in reality, we're just jumping from one box faster than we used to. (laughs) That's so so funny.
1: Yeah, my
2: my husband, awesome. my husband's always telling me, um, just with the kids and all the sports, and we've got three teenagers in high school right now, and he's Woo! like, just tell me where I need to go and what time I need to be there. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need.
1: That's so
3: good. And you have the whole color-coded schedule, you know, uh, and your grocery list and that your to-do list for your whole week. And and that's just the way we gotten wired it. It really goes back to um, – Genesis 1, that God made us male and female. He created us. And so it was back before the fall. And so it was actually God's good intentions that we are different, and then we bring those differences, and they work for us in our relationship. When we delight in them, when we appreciate and value the differences, they can really work for us in our family and our futures.
2: And then, Pam, explain that I see the guy riding a bike shaped like a piece of or a waffle I see you riding the the tandem bike, which, by the way, that's a recipe for disaster right there. The tandem bike.
1: <laughs> um,
2: we had one. We drove it. We rode it once, and um, you're, so and you've got the spaghetti hair. So I kind of get that. You know, we we are not um, singularly tasked ta- or minded. Right,
3: right. It, if you look at the um, a plate of spaghetti. And you follow one noodle around that plate of spaghetti, it's going to touch every other noodle on the plate. And that's the same way we women process life. Is We travel through life making emotional connections to the people and things that matter most to us. And so by nature, we're really great at multitasking or in today's terminology, a lot of times it's called toggle tasking, jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing. Um, and it all connects up for us.
2: You know, I think about, too, with our family, and I like, <coughs> pardon me, I like a good adventure. And so I plan, I guess we have for sports, I think we have eight trips planned this year. But some of them are like, you know, go to Salt Lake City for a three-day volleyball convention in the winter. Like, it's not like a destination I would choose, like, on my own. Like, yippee, <laughs> I can't wait to go to, wait to go to Salt Lake in the winter. But let me take a drink for my frog in my throat. But um, when I do these I've been like, oh my gosh! I found this like really cool world's largest ball of twine and a gift shop in the stomach of a dinosaur, um, in in, you know outside of Salt Lake, and I want to drive out there and get pictures of the kids by in the dinosaur stomach while we go shopping (laughs) for gifts. And he, if you deviate from his plan, is so irritated that it almost borders on angry because Angie, we're
0: going to Salt
2: Lake for volleyball. We're not going
0: for dinosaur (laughs) stomachs, we're not going for yarn, we're going for volleyball.
2: (laughs) It's it's pretty funny. It's so funny. But sometimes we'll make the stop on the road when we're driving to see Paul Bunyan or something, right? And then we laugh about it for years to come. So he does sometimes see the beauty in my adventurous Uh side to do really stupid things. Uh, and he is, I guess, he placates me sometimes. But boy, if he ha- if he's a man with a mission, there is no stopping for the tw- world's ball, largest ball of twine.
3: Which is <laughs> like, you know, it's really great how God wired us uniquely, you know, and it goes um, all the way down to our DNA, uh, XX XY. I mean, testosterone and estrogen it it makes a difference in all of our lives. And um, so it's great that God wired those differences is because a family, a church, a community, a business, we need all those strengths brought to the surface, brought to the front. It it needs that teamwork uh, to make our life work. And so um, one of the things that Bill and I also appreciate is that if you know the differences, Um, And life gets stressful, then you kind of know what to do in that stressful situation. For example, when women process stress, we talk our way through stress. Like when I'm stressed out, my mom knows it, my best friend knows it, um, my uh, prayer team knows it, the clerk at the grocery store will know that I am stressed out. We talk our way through stress, but guys, they like to go to their favorite easy box to rest. And recharge it's kind of like a battery sitting in a recharger when you look at a battery sitting in a battery recharger it looks like it's doing nothing nothing, but it's doing something it's recharging so sometimes the family's under stress and you know mom's running around and dad is like looking at his phone uh, or in the garage like can't you see the world falling apart You're doing what, nothing? No, he's recharging, so he has then the energy and focus to manage the stress. And so when you realize that our stress is different, then we can give the gift of lowering the stress. For example, um, God kind of helped us girls out. Um, to recognize these favorite easy boxes of men because most of them are kind of shaped like boxes when you think about it. The mm-hmm. TV screen is shaped like a box, computer, um, the refrigerator, the football field is shaped like a box, basketball court, baseball diamond, pool table, right. garage, all shaped mm-hmm. like boxes. The bed is shaped like a box. Fact, oh, favorite the oh, box the,
2: the garage yeah. heater bill is shaped like a box. <laughs> the garage heater that's oftentimes on. <laughs> and do not open the square garage Door while the square garage heater is on, or you are in trouble.
3: <laughs>
0: You're starting to You're get it, you? it. You're
3: rocking it, and you know <laughs> when you realize the difference is like I even as a young girl, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, and my grandfather's square shop with a square um, like stove in it. Uh, with that square garage shop door, you're right. It was his haven. And uh-huh. so when he was stressed out, that's where he would go to recharge and then he get to have what you know, the energy and clarity to deal with whatever life was you know challenging at the time i
2: love it i want to talk a little bit about um, waffles and spaghetti and love if you're just joining us we're talking to pam and bill farrell uh men are like waffles women are like spaghetti understanding and delighting in your differences and i hope you can stay for the next segment because i don't think we'll have enough time to go through this but let's start on waffles and spaghetti and love preparing for the main course.
3: Right. And so we do uh, definitely romance each other differently.
0: Right. Like, like one of the things that men need to learn is that what women consider romantic are connections. So anytime a husband makes a significant connection into his wife's life, she will likely interpret it as an act of romance. And we've actually come to a place where we think almost anything can turn romantic under the right circumstances. Okay. Like We know of a man who wanted to do something nice for his wife. So he went to his neighbor's yard and, and picked flowers, wrapped them together in a bouquet with duct tape.
1: Oh, nice. Now,
0: normally, on a list of romantic things, stolen flowers and duct tape are not considered romantic. But she saw it as he's a duct tape kind of guy, and this was a sincere expression of his heart to hers. And so she thanked him for it. She said, well, you went to all this effort to get this for me. Thank you.
3: And that was the right choice for her to say thanks, because then he wants to go back to that romance box and do it again. So if a husband really wants to wow his wife, he's going to want to tie together a lot of emotional connections in romance.
0: Right. So like, if a guy wants to do something nice, but he doesn't have a lot to work with, if if you have a simple date on a Friday night, but the Monday before... You give your wife a personal invitation asking her if she can spend Friday evening with you. And then on Wednesday, check in with her, make sure the calendar's open, give her some guidelines on how to dress because women will always want to be dressed appropriately you look where great they go. In that, honey. <clears throat> and then go enjoy the evening. And on Saturday, drop a thank you note in the mail that she gets the following Monday or Tuesday. Uh-huh. You will have taken a simple date and tied together a week full of memories for her, and it probably adds up romance points for a few months.
3: Yeah, double bonus points if uh, you arrange the child care guys, too. So that's what's romantic to a woman is tying together those wonderful emotional connections. But what's romantic to a guy is tying together his favorite easy recharger boxes. And so um, oftentimes, you know, if I want a romance, Bill, um, all of our boys are in sports. You know, you're a sports family, we're a sports family. So all of our boys ended up getting college scholarships for sports. And so two tickets to a college football game. Woo, box number one. Box number two would be a good, gourmet, healthy restaurant. Box number three would be what we call the bingo box. Uh, that's that bed box, favorite box for a husband to go to. It's kind of like the free square in the middle of a bingo card. And right, yes. Waffle, yes, right? the winning and square. So that's how you go on. It's like, guys, tie together his favorite easy boxes. And so a lot of times it's really... Simple to romance a guy. You want to lower his stress and raise his ability to succeed. So perhaps just sit down next to him uh, and watch the game, and only talk during the commercials, and bring a food wrapped in bacon. That might do it.
2: Mm. Yeah, they have those bacon air fresheners for your car too. Those are really good. Because <laughs> I know my my husband, his you know to show he loves me, he likes to like armor all the car upholstery and vacuum out you yeah. know the inside of the car and spray out the garage you know and so I, I, it's good that you know we recognize what's important to each other in terms of making the other one feel special
3: exactly,
2: exactly. oh Just oh, me, like, oh uh, speaking of feeling special I'll, I'll, I'll i'd like to make you feel special and keep you guys around for another segment rather time we'll be right back with the good news
1: Wagler is tuned to the mighty 670 KLT Denver. Arc Thrift needs your small furniture and electronics donations now. You can donate that end table or folding chair you've been meaning to find a new home for. Smaller sized furniture that can fit in your trunk and home goods like blenders and air fryers are items that Arc badly needs right now. They make it easy by unloading your car and your donations help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, the primary mission of Arc Thrift. ARC has high demand for small electronics like speakers, soundbars, Bluetooth speakers, and turntables. And once you donate, you can shop in the stores for your own treasured finds. Each ARC thrift location has over 5,000 new items every day. So there is always something new and exciting. Every ARC thrift store keeps their shelves fresh with new merchandise, so each new purchase will be special to you. ARC's donation centers are open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Sunday donation hours are available as well. To find the nearest ARC Thrift Donation Center, go to arcthrift.com slash donations.
2: Men are like waffles, women are like spaghetti. We are continuing our discussion with the authors of that book. We're understanding and delighting in our differences. Bill and Pam Farrell are with us. All right, so we were talking about kind of love languages, etc., and we were um, working on uh, in the book the uh, waffles and spaghetti in love. What else do you want to touch on that you want people to take away from men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti?
3: It's also helpful to know the differences in the way that we parent. Um, for example, um, I raised, we raised all boys. And so um, to our boys, when they were under stress, all it took was a carne asada burrito. I mean, that would right. solve the world's problems, right? Yes. But now that we have granddaughters, Um, What they want is like our listening ear. And Bill has a fun illustration. Um, Our oldest son is a football coach, and he was with um, two of our grandkids, one a little girl and one a little
0: boy. So so one of the joys of having your son be a coach is you get to go down on the field and play with your grandkids.
2: Nice. So
0: I am am down behind the the end zone, and it's the fourth quarter, and my my grandson walks up to me with a football and says, Papa, set it up. And I set it up in the grass, and he kicked the ball. He went and ran, got the ball, brought it back to me and said, Papa, set it up. So I would set it up, he'd kick it, chase it, and bring it back. He did that the entire fourth quarter. Wow. While he's running back, focused on just kicking the ball, my granddaughter standing next to me, she told me, everything she did in the week she told me what she wore to school on monday what she wore on tuesday what she wore on wednesday what she had for lunch each day um, who her best friends are what her friends had to eat for lunch throughout the, the i mean why I, I heard the entire Life itinerary <laughs> of her week and she was completely unhindered by her brother running back and forth saying papa set it up
2: hilarious
0: and I walked, I, i'm watching, i'm like okay you gotta parent these kids different yes like with boys you got to keep it simple and focused and with girls you have to keep it connected and and you have to let them know they're important and what they think and feel is important and when you keep those needs met they're a lot easier to work with yeah a lot easier to raise and
3: um in fact these differences go all the way back like a toy manufacturer was um, wanting to observe how boys and girls play so they can, you know, design more toys. And so they brought each group into a room with a trampoline. Well, you didn't give them any instructions. Immediately, that group of girls set up like a little social system so everybody got the same amount of jumps, so nobody's feelings got hurt, and then they brought the boys in.
0: And all the boys jumped up on the trampoline at the same time started jumping, pushing each other off, and the last kid on the trampoline got the longest turn.
2: So the entire time, you know that you're doing this with your grandson, your your granddaughter's telling you a story, and chit chatting. Right. And I just want to give you, um, Bill, and maybe Pam, you could use this as well. But this is just a tip. Like since your son's coaching, you can get on the sideline. But my husband's six foot six, and we always get kicked off like the pool deck or whatever. Like they won't allow parents down there. And there's certain places at games, you know, you can't go, and it's a it's a hassle at a swim meet because you might want to tell your kids something or get a better view of. Their the race my husband said to me let me tell you something right now if i wear a golf shirt i have a whistle and i carry a clipboard i can go anywhere in the world
0: it's so true oh, yeah. he's yeah. got it because it's men like we we understand the rules, and if you are fit for the role you're welcome in the in the crowd and if you're making
2: up the rules yourself you're not allowed
3: that is so awesome. And yeah, and we may have to use that one. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, and he just works his way through the crowd like he's, you know, got a mission. He's in a hurry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I need to get through here. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. It's so funny that yeah. he can make his my way anywhere.
0: Son, my oldest son says if you're confident
2: enough, you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right, let's talk. Ab-
3: oftentimes, we women, we will use relationships to... Um, help facilitate goals you know we'll bring the um our friend who's the secretary for the principal cookies that day you know and we'll just work on building relationships we'll talk and we'll listen to their lives and then we know facilitate a stronger relationship that will then perhaps open doors and so we are just
0: different not what men do men figure out the pecking order (laughs) right so the alpha male gets to go wherever he (laughs) wants. And everybody else lines up behind them, and depending on how high you are in the ladder, determines your uh, your privileges.
3: And as you're raising boys, like so girls, um, if you listen to their heart, you are their best friend for life. They feel valued, they feel encouraged, and if you listen to their heart and then make one of their ideas happen, woohoo! That is like awesome way to win over a daughter, a granddaughter. Um, where our boys. Complimenting their, you know, the thing that they love the most, and sharing that thing that they love the most, whether it's their baseball cards or whether it's, you know, the new car that they're waxing. So caring about something that's in their um, world—that's how—that's the um, the commodity or the cash that they use.
0: Well, and Angie, your boys probably love your approach because boys respond to adventure. (laughs)
1: <laughs> if yeah. there's
0: something big we get to go do, boys get motivated. And if life's too small, boys get bored. And I, so I you like loving that. adventure you loving adventure is probably very attractive to your boys.
3: And no. you know, um go ahead. we approach our kids too, like um, sometimes they need mom's voice, sometimes they need dad's voice. Yes. We were in Hawaii. Our youngest boy was um <laughs> The, all these boys were climbing on a tree, jumping into a river. And so our youngest really wanted to do that. He was like 10-ish mm. at the time. So his older brothers all jumped up there, jumped in the river, and then he like tentatively climbed up. He was inching his way across. And I'm standing on the bottom like I was a cheerleader in high school. So I'm trying the cheerleader thing. Go, Kayla, come on, you can do it. And Bill's like, just a minute, hon.
0: Right. And <laughs> and, and as a dad, there's moments where you know – My child needs to accomplish this right now or he's going to be set back. And so I separated myself away from the family. And in that coach's voice that most of us guys have, I went, Caleb, and called out his name. He just froze and looked at me. And I said to him, you're thinking too much. I'm going to count to three. You get on the edge of this branch. And on three, you jump. One, two, three, go. And he jumped off of the branch landed in the water he came up victorious
2: oh, i he love it, like,
0: the man! Get it! <laughs> and sometimes I mean, pam was a great mom of boys and sometimes kids need to hear from their mom and sometimes kids need to hear from their dad because we have different impact on our kids and so it's mm-hmm. okay
3: to have that conversation as parents okay you want to take this one you want me to take this one
0: right like studies indicate that Most people's starting point of confidence is based on their interaction with their mom. And kids' starting point for making decisions comes from their interaction with their dad. So we both play very vital roles in our kids' lives.
2: I love it. All right, we've got about five minutes left. Do you want to talk about any of the other chapters you think will um, be helpful helpful for us?
3: Sure. Um, Let's talk about dividing up. Who does what around the house?
2: Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw. Yeah, that was one I definitely meant to say. Who does what, when, and why?
3: <laughs> That's right. And you know, one of the things that we um, realize that people fight over all the time um, it's going to be how to raise the kids, it's going to be um, money, and it's going to be who does what and when and why around the house. And it, that, one of the things that we encourage couples to do is you don't necessarily have to do things stereotypical. You know, just because uh, in past years, um, history has said uh, the place for a woman is in the kitchen. Yeah, that doesn't mean that that really is true in your family. My husband is actually, when we got married, a much better cook than me. Mm, me too. So uh, we we're I mean,
2: ditto for us.
0: <laughs> and like, one of the keys to the whole concept is if you stay curious about each other, you enjoy your relationship more. Because we all married what we don't have. So your spouse is good at what you're not good at. Mm -hmm. And you're probably really good at things that your spouse is not really good at. And so when you stay curious, so one of the things Pam and I said is, what are the things you like to do? And we would divide up responsibility based on our interests. Like,
3: who, who does this really matter the most to? Um, Bill, it mattered most that Bill's the kind of guy that if you go into his the garage, there's a place for everything and everything in its place. Pegboard was like the outline of the hammer, you know. So that that's really important to Bill. So hey, you have the garage; it's all yours. That's your domain. Yes, yes. What, where the social calendar. That's something I excel at, keeping all the balls in the air, who's supposed to do what. It's color-coded. Every Sunday we had a, okay, family meeting. Everybody gets their own color for the calendar. Who has what happened and when, and how are we are going to make this work with the carpools, etc. Um, so we divide things up based on our strengths, our interests, and what really matters to each one of us, not, not just stereotypes.
0: Right. And to state it the most simply, in the simplest form... Anything that requires a single focus, I tend to be in charge of in our family. Hmm, okay. Anything that requires multitasking, we put Pam in charge of. And so it takes advantage of our strengths and takes the pressure off of us to imitate the other person. And what what happens in marriage is your differences fascinate you at first, and then they frustrate you under stress. Mm-hmm. Because under stress, you want things to be more your way. And you married what you don't have. So most of the conflict comes because of the things you used to love about one another.
1: Uh And if you
0: can stay curious about each other, you stay fascinated, and your relationship becomes more efficient and more effective. And so
3: really conversing, um, making time to talk about these issues it's going to take the stress out of your marriage it's going to help you get on the same page in the back of men are like waffles and like spaghetti we have date nights nice you can talk about these different areas and then um, make decisions and one of the reasons that we have those and we call them dinner and dialogue questions we were out on our um it was our 15th anniversary back then and we lived in san diego we were out on the bay on this dinner cruise and there's what's the music and great food and super romantic for us, but not romantic for the couple sitting next to us. They start talking about problems with the cars, problems with the kids, problems with the IRS. Yeah, here's a clue. Talking about the IRS on your anniversary, pretty much a mood killer. Mm -hmm. And they start arguing, loud arguing, like, what do we do to help these people? Arguing. And then they just quit talking. Uh, the woman is like, we can't fight like this. It's our anniversary. So then they just were in silence for a couple hours on the boat, and our hearts broke because really the busyness of life was, was just pulling them apart. And so if you take time as a couple to then read read a chapter of a book, you know, throw it in your car when you're in the car together, just read a page or two and make your way through. If you do those dates and those dinner and dialogue questions once a week. Um, You're going to grow together. You're going to be unified. Um, You're going to find that um, what we call red-hot monogamy, Uh, you have more interest in that, and you're going to have more romance and spark and sizzle, and your kids are going to be more secure because your home has peace in it.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. I want to make sure um, that people, Bill and Pam, Farrell, can find Men Are Like uh, Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti, understanding and delighting in your differences. What's the best place for people to go to find you?
3: Well, we're on all the major online bookstores, um, Bill and Pam, Farrell. Or or if you Google Waffles and Spaghetti, we're the only people that show up on that search and then our, what we encourage you to come to our website, because all kinds of free things, and that's Love-Wise. Um, our ministry is Love-Wise. We like to say we park ourselves on the corner of God's love and God's wisdom.
2: I love it. Well, what a blessing to have both of you on the program on The Good News. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670-KLTT. Without the
0: ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.